Welcome to Baking with House of Bread, and I am your host, Sheila McCann. The croissants. Well, we probably associate croissants with France. It actually originated in Austria. For some reason, though, I think we think of, uh, oh, the Parisian cafes, and they're drinking espresso drinks and eating croissants. By the way, that's not too far from the truth. I went to a semester in law school in Paris, and I remember all those outdoor cafes and all those people eating croissants, and I love their croissants and their baguettes. What I didn't know at the time is that the French government subsidizes the baguettes, and so it was like the equivalent of a quarter for really good baguettes. And I was pretty broke at the time, so I pretty much lived on baguettes, cheese, avocados, and yes, I had my regular <laughs> croissants. And their espresso drinks are really, really strong, and I really didn't drink much coffee then. And um, anyway, I couldn't drink their coffee. It was, it was way too strong. I might go back there at some point and try it again, because I, I, now I drink, I really like strong coffee. What croissants are is they're historically crescent-shaped. So what it is, it's layered with butter. It's rolled and folded several times in succession, and then you roll it into a thin sheet. And the whole technique is called laminating. And the process results in a layered flaky texture similar to a puff pastry. Now, this is not really a health food, but rather a delicious time-consuming treat. And when I say time-consuming, I mean time-consuming. So if you enjoy the process, um, then I always encourage people to, you know, bake at home because they know what's in it. Um, but the same time is if you are in the business of baking, I would take a long, hard look before I invested in the, learning how to make croissants. Uh, so my trajectory is, is that I wanted to do croissants. So when I first started House of Bread, I didn't do croissants. But about five years into it, I'm like, let's get this, these croissants down. And at the time, you couldn't really get any decent croissants that were frozen, you know, pre-made, or just about get the laminated dough. I started researching it and started making the croissants. Well, the issue that I had at House of Bread is that, first of all, we bake most of our goods at 350 degrees. And then what we do is we do the harder crusted style breads, which are better baked at a higher temperature. We do those at the end. It works for breads. Right. But it doesn't work for croissants because you miss the whole morning business. And then I went through all the process of making croissants and I'm going to go by step by step how to how to do it. But it requires refrigeration and then taking it out of the refrigerator and rolling some more and add more butter and then refrigerating it again. And you really can't have a hot environment because the butter starts melting on you. And, and butter is one of those things in baking. It's very temperature relevant. And what I mean by that is that when your recipe says to use cold butter, you use cold butter. When it says slightly melted butter, it's slightly melted. And when it says completely melted, you, you completely melt it because it does affect it. In the croissants, cold butter, what happens is that it expands more so in the oven process. And when it expands, it has pockets. And that's how you get the flakiness of a really good croissant. And it takes a long time. I, you know, have an ego. <laughs> And so I really was proud of my croissants. You know, it took me a long time to get them right. Uh, you know, the only problem was that I really didn't have much of a market for them. I mean, granted, we're a house of bread. And I did sell some, but all that process, you know what? Heck, I sold six to eight, maybe 12 on a really busy day. And so it just didn't, 
make financial sense for us. But I don't want to discourage you from trying it at home because a truly scratch-made croissant, it, you can taste the difference. I'm assuming because you're listening to this podcast that you're a foodie. And so like anything, sometimes it does take the time to make a really good product. It just wasn't that profitable for us. I am in the business of baking. And so it's important that it is profitable, especially since I franchised the concept. And that was really what I learned because I was going to open this bakery and we were making croissants and it wasn't really turning out. I'm trying to teach these people how to make croissants. And then that takes away from really turning them, uh, from training them how to bake bread, which, you know, was the main thing that we provide. I am going to tell you the truth. I gave up trying to make croissants a long time ago. And we just didn't have them on the menu. And then I ended up, one of, actually, it was one of my franchisees had these croissants. And she thought they tasted really good. And they came in frozen from the bakery supplier. So I said, well, let me see. I'll try them out. So I did try it. And it did taste pretty good. And then I did some research. And now the frozen lemonade doughs you can get are substantially better. So what we use at House of Bread, we get the dough. And then we shape the croissants ourselves which also allows you to add in fillings. And we do a chocolate croissant. And then once in a while, we'll do some other fillings. But generally, it's pretty much just a chocolate croissant. That took a long time for me to, well, it was hard for me, I should say, to make that decision. Because one of the things about House of Bread is that we talk about how we scratch make everything. And then buying the frozen laminated doughs, it seemed to me that it wasn't very authentic. And I struggled with it. But then I kind of realized that, hey, I'm in the business of providing the baked goods that people want not what I think they should want. Like, I think they should have paid for my <laughs> my handmade croissants. I mean, I, I probably would have had to charge 10 bucks to make any money off them. But, you know, I think my price point then was like $3 and just wasn't, just didn't make sense. I think if you have a business that you are more of a coffee shop, I think you could sell a lot more croissants. Or if you're more of like a French type bakery concept where people are going to expect or go there naturally for croissants, then it could make sense. It just didn't make sense for us. And so we try to stick with our niche, which is breads. I'm going to go through the process here of making croissants. And so step one, it's three pounds, 11 ounces of your bread flour. That translates to about 13.4 cups. And I'm going to include a, there's a website that has a flour ounces to tablespoons and a conversion table and calculator, and it'll, it'll convert back and forth. And so it's kind of an easier thing to use. And then a pound of cold butter. In the United States, the bigger bricks, they're generally a pound. Um, it also could be two cups of cold butter. And like I said, cold, that'd be cold butter. And then two tablespoons of salt and then five cups of cold water. And you use cold water because you want to try to keep the butter cold. Okay, so you mix the flour and butter. And if you use a mixer, it's just a medium speed, right? You don't want to do high speed because it, it will melt the butter again. So it should look like cornmeal. It usually takes a few minutes. And if you want to use a whip and some muscle, then you certainly can do that. Or you can also cut, use a pastry cutter and cut the butter into the flour. And then when you get to that stage, you add the salt to the water, stir it well, then add both to the flour and butter mixture. And then you mix it again for a few more minutes until it's smooth and it's kind of a bit springy. And if you need to add a little more water, just add a tablespoon at a time. And then you want to take your dough 
and you turn it out into a lightly floured surface. And when I mean lightly floured, I mean lightly floured because you don't want to end up with a dry croissant. And then you, you pat it together into a rectangle shape. And like Think of a piece of paper. That's what, about the size that you kind of want. And then what you want to do is wrap it in plastic wrap. Or what we do is we just throw it into a, a bread bag. And then you refrigerate it for at least 30 minutes. I mean, you can refrigerate longer, but it's got to be at least 30 minutes. Um, and if the dough is too big to handle, you can just cut it in half and then cut the butter mixture in half, which I'm going to give you the recipe below in half as well. So you prepare this butter mixture. It's two cups of your white bread flour, three pounds, 12 ounces of butter. It should be softened a little bit easier because it's easier to incorporate into this mixture. Um, but it still should be cool to the touch. So if you think of like taking your butter out and leaving it at room temperature for a couple hours, that pretty much should do it. And then you combine the flour and the butter until it is smooth. It's mostly a butter looking mixture. It basically is butter and flour. And then you flatten it out into a rectangle and about three quarters of an inch thick. And then you make it smaller than the dough shape that you've previously done. And then you cover the butter with uh, some plastic wrap or you can put it in a, a plastic bread bag or whatever. And then you place it in the refrigerator for the minimum 30 minutes. Okay, now step three, we go into the rolling and folding stage. So you remove the dough from the refrigerator. That was the first dough you created. And you gently roll it into a rectangle and it's about a half inch thick. Now put the butter, the second batter that you prepared, you pull that out of the refrigerator and you put that in the center of the dough. And then what you do is you're folding the flaps of the dough over the butter until they meet in the middle and you have covered the butter. So you want to pinch and seal the edges of the dough together. And then you turn the whole thing over and you start rolling it again into, you know, that rectangular shape and try to make sure the dough isn't sticking underneath. It kind of wants to. And so what I do is use your dough scraper, scrape off the dough and then lightly flour it. You have to remember if you have dough on the bottom, it wants to stick to it. So if you scrape it and, and put it back into your, your mass and then add a little bit of flour, that's all you should need. And then it shouldn't stick and it, it'll be able to roll it out. And what you're going to end up with is a very large rectangle and it's going to be about an inch thick. Now you still want to fold it up like a, think of a business letter, you know, the top down and the other top up in thirds and you even out the edges so they're directly on top of each other and then you just kind of pinch and seal them. And then what you're doing is you're doing the same thing. You roll out again and repeat the process. And what you're doing is you're getting the butter into folds in the dough so you get that flaky croissant texture. Each fold and turn and add butter, you're just basically, that's what you're doing. You're laminating um, the dough. And then you're going to chill the whole thing again for a minimum of 30 minutes. And guess what? You repeat the process again. Chill another 30 minutes and repeat the same procedure. Basically, you end up with six turns total. And then you put back in the refrigerator for at least one hour and preferably overnight the dough. And we've also put it in for more than a day. We've put it in for a couple days and it turned out fine. You know, if you notice, there's not a leavening agent in this. I think you can refrigerate it. And you probably, we, we didn't try this, but my guess is that you could even freeze it if you needed it to. Okay, now we're on to the fun part. Step four of shaping the croissants. So you roll out the dough into a rectangle about a quarter inch thick 
and you cut the dough lengthwise. Then you cut it in half until you get 24 four by nine inch pieces. What you want to do then is you cut each path, each piece in half diagonally and arrange them so the points of the triangle are facing away from you. So you end up with some squares and then you cut those in half diagonally. And then the triangles, once again, they're, they're, you face them away from you. Cut a half an inch notch in the middle of the short edge of the triangle. And then you roll up with each edge, starting with the notched edges, working towards the tip. So when you get to the top, then you just shape it into a crescent by bending the two ends toward the middle. And if you think of like a crescent moon, that's kind of about the shape you're going for. And now you want to put on a sheet pan and chill in the refrigerator for another 30 minutes. Like I said, we tried at 350 degrees and it really didn't get the desired flakiness I was going for. I recommend a 425 degree oven for 15 minutes and then you can reduce the heat to 350 degrees and bake for about another 15 minutes until you get that golden brown color. Now keep in mind that if you're making smaller croissants, they're just going to take less time to bake. So you just want to keep an eye on them. And the ones I'm talking about, this baking time is like for your average size croissant, which is, ends up being about four to five ounces. So a couple of tips I learned when I did make croissants for those couple of years, it's weather dependent. I wouldn't make croissants on a very hot day unless you've got air conditioning. A nice cool day works better. Anything above 80 degrees, you know, like a very warm summer day. The problem is the butter can't hold its shape and it starts melting and then it ruins the dough. So that's where you get a mushy croissant and not a flaky croissant. And I do recommend a strong white flour or bread flour. And this is unusual because my general rule is if your recipe calls for yeast and to use a bread flour, if it doesn't have yeast in it, then you should use a pastry flour. And this is a pastry. But we found it was stronger um, and it held up better with a bread flour. And with your butter, you want to get a high quality butter. And so at least 80 to 85 percent butter fat. And the problem with cheap butters is that they melt quicker and it'll cause it to seep and create a very oily croissant instead of those lovely flaky layers that we're going for. And then with rolling, as I mentioned, you just don't want to overflower the surface when rolling and, and brush off any excess flour because this will prevent the end result from being a little bit dry. And when you're rolling the final triangle shape, you just want to roll it pretty thin so it can rise correctly and you and you won't get a doughy croissant. Like I said, the smaller you want if you want to do a party and make small croissants for um, appetizers. And we'll what we'll do is we'll use these for catering orders and they're very popular is people like mini stuff. And so we'll do some mini croissants and they just take a lot less time to bake. OK, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode um, and I will be back about bread for the next one. And I got some good feedback on people that were interested in another of a business about baking episode. So I have my agenda coming out for 2022 and we'll get back to um, some bread recipes. Then I thought we would go into a little more of a business episode and um, maybe do some interviews with other um, bakery owners. So until next time, everybody, happy baking.